Welcome, everyone, to this episode of This One Time at OU. Excited to have Patty on from Passionworks, which is a super cool place in Athens. So welcome, Patty. Well, hello. Thank you. It's great to be here. And Roz, welcome. How are you? Hi, Tim. Hi, Patty. So nice Hi. to meet you. I'm so excited. I'm doing good, Tim. How are you? Good. Been having to work, so no good vacations. Have you been skiing since the last time we spoke? Uh, no, but I'm going this weekend. One last trip. <laughs> good thinking. That's right. That's right. Well, I, I remember when I was in Athens uh, going to OU, I joined a cross-country ski class. I love to ski, Patty. And I like to cross country and downhill. And I remember taking a class at OU of cross country skiing and never going once. There was never enough snow. <laughs> oh. So do you get an so it's incomplete? It's not easy. Like, what, what happens? Is it like a transfer? I, have, I don't remember. I have no idea. I think it was just like an incomplete. I don't think I got any credit. <laughs> I got I, you know, I have a degree. It's fine. <laughs> but um, but uh, they get some, some snow now, I see. So I'm so excited to talk to Patty because she has a, a wonderful place called Passion Works that's on State Street in Athens, and it's for artists with developmental differences. And we're going to hear her Athens story. So welcome, Patty. Well, um, thank you. Tell us how you came to Athens. Are you from the area, or what's your Athens story? My Athens story started with my parents who were originally, they grew up on the East Coast and the, uh, up on Long Island and uh, outside of Boston. And I was raised, we moved quite a bit. Um, and I was basically raised down the East Coast too. At the time I was in DC and I was uh, interested in photography. And my dad said, you know, I think you'd like Athens because they lived here for two years on Carpenter Street, right at the bottom of um, Carpenter and Congress. And oh, why did they live there? Uh, it was their house. They had a, they rented a place. And then um, they, this was back in the fifties. So this was like their kind of like their first job out, out of school. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So that was early fifties and um, they had my brother with them and he just said, you know, I think you'd like Athens. And I was like, well, let's give it a shot. So we drove out to Athens and uh, they were only in town for two years. My dad worked for McBee and my mom worked as a nurse at the uh, uh, Sheltering Arms Hospital. But your father was side. a wise man, isn't he? My dad was very wise. He knew a good thing, man. He knew a good thing. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so we drove into town in the big uh, Ford Torino station wagon in 1983 and parked on the right outside the college green by the college gate and I tell you the truth that I stepped out of the car put my foot down and I really felt like I was going to live here the rest of my life it was it was just like this sense of coming home which I've shared that story with other people and they've said like they felt that same thing you know that just um just that vibe that comfort of that something whatever that is but Anyway, the magic of I, Athens. That's what it is. Did, uh, sorry, Patty. Did yes. Did you say uh, 93? 83. 83. Okay, just trying to get the time frame. So we're the, we're about the same age because we were yeah, there that, like 86. Oh, uh, okay. The good years, man. They were like, yeah, 80. Uh, so I, I graduated uh, high school 83 and then came out um, and then graduated uh, 87. Uh, so, you know, yeah. Patty, my dad also encouraged me to go to OU. 
I must say it was him that really encouraged me because uh, I wanted to major in journalism and he knew OU had a good journalism school and he had gone to OU, but only for one year. And, but he thought I would love it. And he took me down there and he really encouraged it as well. So we have that in common. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Dad's no bad. Shout out to dads. Yay. <laughs> that's it. That's right. <laughs> Anyways. Now, so, yeah, time, time out, Roz, because now what? neither of my kids go to OU and I'm just a bad person, according oh, to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm the worst dad ever. <laughs> I did recommend it. They just didn't take it. But, <laughs> Did you take them there for a tour, Tim? No, I didn't. (gasps) See, both our dads took us. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Anyways, maybe your grandchildren. (laughs) Sajena. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I came in. It was the only school. I I toured some other schools, but um, got in and um, was in Tiffin my freshman year, 107 with Magda Kaczynska, my roommate. (laughs) And we had a, we just had an incredible uh, year, our first year. It was great. Are you and Madge still friends? Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's what's so great about it. I mean, it's true with a lot of colleges, but it seems even more profound at OU. I don't know why that is, or maybe I just know more OU people, but the, my coworkers and things, they have like one or two. Like It seems like I have a lot of OU friends. You know, my theory is, is that we are on campus in the community and we make our own fun here you know, and it creates, it's like, it's like, it is, we used to call it Camp OU and it's, you do make your camp friends here. And um, I, it's, and because I've stayed in place, I've been so lucky for people to come and visit and now they're coming with their children and their kids are graduating. So I, you know, I get to see a lot of folks from back. You're like counselor by now, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> see Aunt Patty. <laughs> She'll take care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great analogy. I agree with that. <laughs> So you have a rockin' freshman year. Rockin', rockin', rockin'. And, and you are turned on to Athens big time. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, I was in Tiffin, so I was right next to Shively. So the, all, you know, a lot of international students. And just, it was, it was just the best. We had, you know, lot, lots of friends. And our dorm was, it was pretty active. It was the only co-ed freshman dorm. And then I had been doing a lot of volunteering up at the mental health center. It was active back then. And ah, yes, I did a little bit of that as well. Just like did. two or three times. Yes. Ah, well, <laughs> you were probably was, doing art with them, I imagine. I was playing volleyball and um, I was volunteering in locked men's ward and then doing like uh, my, I had a friend who was living up there as a resident volunteer and she was put her name's Ann Randolph. Unbelievable. Wow. Fabulous. That's. Woman. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's and she would write plays with folks and put them on. And um, she had just this magic quality that people were so gravitated to her. And uh, she, it, it was uh, it was just really amazing. Like in because at that time there wasn't a lot for people to do. Like there had it had been designed as like with farm work and a machine shop and greenhouses and all that and a bakery and all those things had closed. And there were, so the hospital was designed for over 2000 people, but there were 213 people up there at the time. So it was a different kind of scene. So anywho, I was volunteering up there and um, was invited to live up there. So I did uh, my sophomore year. You lived up at the, uh, at the mental institute? 
I did. Yes. Wow, like where did you live? Like you have your own room? Yes. Mm-hmm. I did. For in exchange for room and board, I had uh, my own room. And then uh, I think it was 15 hours a week. They said, you know, at least to do activities. So, you know, I'd bring people into town and um, drive out the country. We also do, you know, just do things on at home. And, and I was doing, I having art classes. And so you know, I wasn't trained to do anything. I was 19 no, but that's years a great old program. You know? I mean, you think of that, I'm sure it was more than 15 hours, but that's, that helps everyone. And, uh, that's just, that's just super important work. Yeah. I've it never heard great. of that before. Yeah. Neither great. Have I. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, you know, cause now they're really, um, embracing experiential learning on campus and figuring out with, with president Sherman, he's, very interested in having students um, have those experience, have, have experiences of experiential learning. And that was, that experience really um, helped form my future and seeing what was happening within the hospital and the typical culture, which like the typical culture is pretty controlling, you know, like, you go here, you wake up now, you meet and the students, we were making art and putting on plays. And like, I would take people for van rides. And my whole thing was like, and Anne taught me this. She's like, you know, people say, turn right here. And I turn right. I was like, whatever they said, I would do until oh, it was that's time to great. go up. Yeah. yeah. And like in Patty's class, it's okay to go out of the lines. Oh, are you <laughs> kidding? Those lines are just a guide. They mean nothing. <laughs> that's, that's, great. that's fantastic. <laughs> How long yeah. did you do that for? I was up there a year and then I continued to volunteer. And then when I graduated and I had vacation time, I would come back and stay for a week or two every once in a while. So uh, you, um, you must've really got kind of attached to some of the patients. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they were my housemates. I mean, we, I was up there all the time and uh, I still know people who we shared that place with. And um, so, well, how's yeah. your ping, how's your ping pong game? My ping pong game is pretty good, I must say. <laughs> that's what Roz did a couple times. Was go yeah, play when I went up there, I played ping pong with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was raised in the in the basement uh, playing against my brother, and so yeah, no, I. So yeah, I had some skills from that uh, upbringing that definitely were transferable to uh, activities <laughs> up there. <laughs> wow, um, and I, I did you major in art? I did. I majored in photography and I have an undergraduate. So I graduated with a BFA in 87 and an MFA in photography in 91, which actually my major was figuring out how to live in Athens and stay. That was really what I was studying. <laughs> well, you, 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 need, you, need, you need a PhD because you got it figured out, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and you're giving back to to your community. That's wonderful. So um, you decided to stay in Athens. And um, did you have uh, different work experiences? So you've been in Athens since you went to school there? I did. I, uh, I So I graduated with my master's. I, uh, I think I was an adjunct instructor for three years um, here in town. And then I joined the Ohio Arts Council as an artist in residence. And so that means that um, through the Ohio Arts Council, um, I would do art projects where I was invited for a period of time. And 
Um, so it could be a school that I'd work with 350 kids and we'd do a project or it could be a small community venue, but I would be um, on site and basically shepherding a program uh, and a project for, uh, for a, a defined period of time. And I had done that for so long and I was never home. And I was like, why am I majoring in living in Athens and just not being in Athens? I was traveling so much. Right. So, right. I mean, you know, it's like I came home every <laughs> once in a while, but then I was off again. And, um, and so I thought, well, what if I, I, so I learned by doing, and I thought, well, where could I do this in town? And by that time, deinstitutionalization took shape. And so the mental health center was no longer active. It was very different the way people were cared for. Right. And, what year you know, was that when that all ugh, went away? Do you know? In the 90s, right? Nine, yeah. In 92, 93, around in there. Um, and, uh, and for some folks, it was, it, was, it was abrupt. You know, I mean, they worked up to it, but um, it was. Right. That just was, changed uh, a lot of things. Yeah. It really did. It really did. And so the idea of having a work a, a studio up on the hill was no longer possible but somebody said hey do you know about a sh the sheltered workshop in town and that's a work environment a day type program for people with developmental differences and so here in Athens the work um, option was assembling pens and folding paper stuffing envelopes and then day activities and things like that so I took a tour and I thought, huh, 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 this could be something because every day people showed up at a certain time and they left. And I was really attracted to, you know, hanging out with folks. And uh, so I wrote a grant through the Ohio Arts Council to do have an experimental um, art experience and fell in love with the combination of things. And that was the beginning of PassionWorks. Ah, oh, wonderful. Yeah, I do grant writing myself, so I know how that can be, how difficult that can all be. Um, but so you, how long has Passion Works? But that grew into Passion Works, so that grew. Um, yes. How long uh, ago did you start the studio? So that was '96, and that was a three-week project. And then the following year, we did a ten-week project, and then we were awarded a nine-month residency. And that nine-month residency. Um, we, was the that really was where uh, Passionworks gelled? We got our name, um, you know, and and focusing on the work of at where the sheltered workshop was. I could see people with cerebral palsy and different kinds of conditions trying to put pens together, and that's very difficult. You know, it's very fine motor skills. So as we were making art, people were like free to be. So the art would follow the abilities of people and the comfort of working within. Um, their bodies, and so and be therapeutic. Well, you know, sure, yes. sure. It is, you know, it's it is for everybody. It's like making stuff and being seen and making things for other people um, and seeing evidence of your effort. You know, it all just feels good, and um, it's a, it's addictive in the best way. And so. We were, we had the studio and literally it was like the wild west because people would do their work because they would have so many units they had to do. They put their pens together and then they'd race down to the studio, you know, and to get a good seat, you know, and, and the place was just packed. And I thought, okay, now this is a lot of really positive energy. How can we, what can we do to really capture it and make the best of it? And one of the things that was 
what, you know, I, what I've learned and what I just get is if you solve other people's problems and you do it in the way that satisfies your own gut and interests and stuff, then um, you can make a job out of anything. So, so I knew if we came up with a product that created employment, I could stay and we could keep the studio and if we could generate money. So, right. Yeah, right. I mean, that's basically what businesses and consulting and providing service to people who can't do something, won't do something or don't want to, you know, it's like, you know, and you do it and I just always do it through right. the art and, and I can, I can live whatever, how I, how I like to live. So we ended up, um, one of the first product projects we did, which wasn't intentional at first as a product. Anyway, we uh, had printing plates from the Athens messenger and we painted them and they're a broad size sheet of metal and people could do whatever they wanted with them. And I thought, oh, we'll have a show. And we'll just like, you know, nail them to the wall and it'll be fabulous. We're not frame anything. It'll be great. Um, but we started playing with it and we could cut it with scissors and fold it and bend it and it acted like paper. And then we started screwing it into blocks of wood and making flowers that, um, ref- that echoed drawings that, um, one of the artists, Carolyn Williams, was making, and anywho, they just yes, your your famous passion flowers. That's right, the passion flower. That's it. That's right. That's right. And that's and the, how it began. That's how it began. Yep. And now they're the official flower of Athens, Ohio. We've made over thirty five thousand of them, and they've wow. generated over two million dollars um, for us to keep making art. And they they're the bread and butter of um, what we do. Wow, two million! Yeah, um, where are those two million flowers at? It's all over the world. No, 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 thirty-five thousand. Oh, thirty-five dollars. Oh, two million dollars. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Math is not my strong point. I'm a journalism major. <laughs> no, they're super cool. I've, I've I've seen them for sure, and they are like not over. Like they're very reasonable. Um, I feel like it's your art is is very just. I mean, art is very subjective in price, obviously, but I think it's it's very moderately priced. Well, we thank you, and we want to, um, you know, be able to make enough profit so that we can sustain ourselves. Ah! There's a bat in my house. Oh my god! That's happened in a while. Oh my, oh my gosh. We asked for interesting we asked for it. interesting stories and now we're living <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, that freaks me out. Oh my god. Is it gone? No! I just <laughs> have to go open the front door. Oh my god. Okay, go do what you gotta do. Take care I'm of doing that. it. I gotta find it. Oh, no, usually I get an umbrella and I cover my head. Like, here's fine. a board. Here's a board. Here we go. It sounds like this is a normal occurrence. Super, super cool and don't excite much because you're you're doing well. Thanks, man. <laughs> if there was a bat in my house, I think I'd might be more freaked out. Oh, this, this living stuff. So anyway, I'll just stand out here on the porch. But um, <laughs> so now the bat owns the house. All right. <laughs> oh, we can they can have it for as long as uh, I'm not going to be in there with them. But uh, do you live in the see. country? No, I live in town, man. I live three minutes. Like, where is it? Seven minute walk from the studio. So I live um, just on Co- North Congress. Oh, okay. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Thanks. Like yeah, I thought I would like living in Athens. You know, I would have to live. People are like, oh, you get a nice house in the country. I feel like I'd have to live in town. I did the country thing for 15 years, and you know, the wood stove, all of it, loved it. 
but it was like um, having an, another job you know um yeah. the drive particularly the wood stove like oh it's getting kind of cold let's go chop some wood <laughs> that's no got to chop the wood you gotta go home in the middle of the day feed the bar and then come back out it's like um so i uh i love walking into town i love walking down my street and going by casa waving his pokes at tony's and passion works is right there off of Cong- uh what do you call that court street behind the gas station used to be the Greyhound bus station, then it was Magic Video, um, that space. Yes, you know I've seen it. I've seen it. I have my son goes there. And I'll be there the mom's weekend, so I'm going to stop by. I always have been doing the mom's weekends. Oh, Roz, I'm going there April 18th and 19th uh, because it's an orientation for my stepson. And so we're ah. going there. So we'll have to, we'll come say hello, Patty. But that's a oh, good mom's weekend. It'll too. be fun. Yeah, mom's weekend's uh, like the weekend before. Tell us what PassionWorks is today. PassionWorks has been in business for what, 30 years? We're, uh, we're going to celebrate our 25th anniversary next year. Oh, yeah, because we kind wow. of, what we say is we start our, we start our timer in um, 1998, because that's, you know, when we gelled and got our name and it wasn't just a, you know, a project idea. Yeah. So, I know, 25 years. Pretty cool. Super cool. Congratulations. Has it gone through different, like besides space and and are, I would imagine uh, the folks you work with are new. Some people have been there from day one. And so you've seen some people probably grow up in a certain sense. That's absolutely, absolutely. So like some of our folks were 19 when they started and um, yeah, you know, we've had people like Wendy Miner, um, a staff member, she's been there 23 years now. Like, and she is just magical. She's just a magic human being. And um, yeah, so she's been there. We've, yeah. That's it's, high praise for someone, a magical human being. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's about as good as it gets. As long as it's like I know. I got to meet her now. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty awesome. Yeah. And our, the staff is just incredible artists. They're, like everybody, we, we're all in it together, you know. Um, and so we're all attracted to the approach and the opportunity and the vibe. Um, and people self-navigate, they do what they like. to. So everybody's working together on projects. So we have a, typically our work is very collaborative. Like the artwork is collaborative. It doesn't have to be. Some people work as a single solo artist on a piece, but most of the work is um, done by anywhere from two to nine to 12 people per painting. So we have a, that's the layering of uh, different, different styles is uh, one of the things I think that makes it so that when you look at something we've made and our color palette is pretty consistent, really bright and juicy, um, you can spot a Passionworks thing from 50 yards, you know. You have a lot of student involvement? Yes, we are. We are the reason we pay the rent that we do and we're uptown as we are is so that we have this intention to welcome and attract students into our space. Um, that's part of, you know, the local wealth are, are the students and that they are designed in our process, into our process, in our culture. Right, you work with OU a lot. Uh, I, at least it looked like it from your website. Uh, yeah, Is definitely. that, were they uh, very receptive? Was that hard to... Uh, be involved with them or was it something from the beginning that was easy 
It was always um, the intention because I do believe that people learn the best through it, through experience. And, you know, in our, in our culture, especially back in the day, 20 years, 20, 25 years ago, um, you know, people who are seen as different or with developmental differences, you know, and it's like, they're not necessarily woven into the larger typical community. Why? Because that's the expectation that they wouldn't be, you know? And so we wanted to change that. And, and for people who don't have a lot of experience um, to have social exchange with folks who have perceived differences, there must be a reason why people are not within typical society. So we wanted to create the evidence that we're all cool, we're all good, you know, we're all all right. But I can say it to you, but until you experience, you're not going to fully believe me or have your own shared experience self story. So true. Um, yeah. Right. You know, it's like, you know, I could say all day long, don't bully people. Don't be mean. Don't be creep. These are people. These are friends. These are, you know, delightful, the best of us as human beings, believe me, you know, and, um, and when you come into the studio and you get to work shoulder to shoulder, I don't have to use any of my words. It's the experience is the storyteller. And so that's why it looks as though we all are riding unicorns to work and blowing rainbows out. You know, it's like, because we want to be so attractive and we want to create as much joy as possible so that people will come in, feel comfortable and confident and um, be able to have a relaxing experience. Because we also understand that students are under a lot of pressure from all different directions. And there's a lot of anxiety and unknown and we, um, we want, always want to have a place for students to know that they can come and they're welcome because there's no more welcoming place on earth than Passionworks. You walk in the door, five people are going to yell and say, hey, hello, how are you? Come on in, Show, you know, and, uh, and I want you to enjoy the space and, you know, and, and, and create and so, art. <laughs> and, and, right. You know, and to see it and, and to be part of it. And, um, and I just, I just have this feeling if students know even if they're not in their space, they know that they can be and that they have a place where they're always welcome. Um, it's just a calming, beautiful thing. And so that's part of our intention. The other is that once they have that experience, whatever they do out in the world, I mean, if they wanted to build like programming, I would, I would do anything I possibly could to help them. But they could be working in any field and have an open heart to thinking differently. And so that's that's our intention for um, shifting the world into being a better, more welcoming, loving place. I mean, it is a super life skill. Um, both my kids have worked uh, with special needs children. And the, the person who runs that always says that, like, you know what, your children are going to benefit way more than their partners will. And, and mm -hmm. that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's good for them. I mean, you know, to get that early. That's beautiful. Yes. Well, speaking of beautiful, I encourage everyone to, uh, listening to go to passionworks.org and see the beautiful uh, art that is created at Patty's Place. Uh, and they sell it there too. And uh, you'll be supporting uh, the wonderful work they do with the artists. And about how many people do you have that are your artists? We have 31 artists. And then once COVID, you know, re releases us a little bit more, We'll get back up to 42. We have, so we have our 31 artists and, um, you know, during COVID we 
drove materials to people's homes when we were in the you know knee deep in it. And now people come in, but we also work with other, we work with programs in the area and people from programs who need um, a bit more physical um, support with um, uh, their self care needs. Uh, oh, you go to them. Come, they come to us, but they get in oh, a van okay. and their staff comes. And so we're going to hopefully be back to that soon too. But we bring materials into those programs as well. Um, so we have cottage industry workers. We have people come in. We, um, we're working with women right now who are in active recovery from drug addiction, helping with the passion flowers with cleaning and base coating and woodwork uh, at a maker space that's across town. Um, so we're, we're, we, you know, I had a colleague back in OU, she was a slide librarian, uh, Ginger Sheridan. And she said, when it becomes your opportunity to create employment, it's then your obligation. And it has stuck with me. Like, I think it is when you can find the right, if you create work that fits the person, the worker, and they're happy and they love their job, it's like, it's the best gift you can offer. And and we are dedicated. So our products are constantly shifting and changing with the interests and the talents and the experience of our workers. So we're into like silkscreen right now because we have a printmaker on staff. So we're upcycling clothes and putting cool imagery on them and doing different things. And we're sewing and, um, and making things. So the rule is nobody does anything they don't, they hate doing because if they hate it, we either find somebody else to do it or we won't do that product anymore. You know, so we're about the worker at Badger Works. Right. You're not the pens. <laughs> no. you, should, you should run for no office. Pens. You should run for office. That's a great platform. You know, it's like I will support anybody who wants to do this. I mean, I, uh, I love getting things done. So um, I, I just know I can get a lot done being free. Like, so, you know, so we do not receive any government funding other than like we write grants to the Ohio Arts Council. We do not receive funding from the government to do this type of uh, studio. So we pay people to come into the studio opposed to being paid to support people coming into the studio. So we don't receive any Medicaid, Medicare money. Um, and we are, uh, you know, we are 41% of our operations are product sales. And so that's why, you know, we're always, you know, encouraging people to check out our website. And if there's something you love, please get it, you know, we'll ship it to a friend, we'll ship it to your aunt Shirley in Arizona, you know, um, you can come in and get it. And then we have donations and we're so grateful for, um, and, and that's, that's how we, we roll. And grants are our third, it's, it's a sliver of our income. Right, right. And you have to do crazy costumes too, and you're in parades. <laughs> you I know, mean, that's gotta be that so fun. <laughs> it is so much fun. It's honey for the heart is um, so we, you know, we were talking earlier about like solving somebody else's problem with what you love to do. It, that, that's the best job in the world. So Halloween in Athens, as we all remember it, right? A blast. Yes. Hopefully it'll right? be back next, next Halloween will be back to normal. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. But you know, it, it was the thing that um, was, you know, the university and the town have, have not necessarily loved it to death. Like it's just seen as this burden and this thing. And right. so what we did is we approached the university and we said, what if we made Halloween better? What if we loved it? And so anyway, what we ended up is we have a pop-up studio 
at Central Venue, which is this giant, it's a really large space. It used to be a mechanic shop. It's uptown. It's a church now, but it's, um, and with first year learning communities, that's mm, about 80% of the people who, who are there, but we have it for three weeks, 1900 people work on it. We make giant puppets. And at the beginning to kick off Halloween, we have a giant puppet parade. And so what ha has happened it is, so that was, we've been doing it for 10 years is that families are coming uptown where everybody would like skedaddle, you know, family like locals, they're coming in to see the parade and, and, and it's made by students and community members. And then the puppets then travel all year going to Nelsonville Music Festival or Brewfest, wherever they're invited. And then people rent them um, for their experiences. So yeah. I love it. Love it. That's great. <laughs> so I have an important question. Do uh, you now get the time to enjoy Athens? I do. I mean, my <laughs> intersect with Athens is like, like we're all, you know, like we do what we love. Like, you know, Casa, like right tonight is uh, Fat Tuesdays, like, you know, Mardi Gras, right? Oh, so yeah. You probably whole... got to get to Tony soon or something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but we decorated the stage for Mardi Gras at Casa. And um, the oh. band is going to play and then they're going to auction off and sell the decorations afterwards. And we have some costumes and things from Honey for the Heart and they're going to um, rummage sale them. So like everything is kind of, there's a cross germination with so much, you know? Um, and so that's basically how I do my socializing is like making stuff and doing stuff, you know? And you know, everyone oh. in Athens, I'm sure. I, you know, if I stand on the corner long enough, I'll get to meet everybody. <laughs> that's that's right. all great well, stuff. What's some of your favorite memories of Athens, uh, either from, you know, as a student or all your time there? Uh, I would say Galaganuza was one. Um, uh, yes, we've talked about that. Uh, this Galaganu. Um, the the skinny dipping hole, right? The Ethelreds, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Bojangles, I love, that was my introduction to, and um, Bruce Dazel is a musician in town. He used to have auction night and he'd have a table full of just silly things and auction them off and then play music. And we'd sit in the window and Ohulis when it was down in the basement of Bo's Jangles. It was, um, oh, I kind of remember that place. Well, I don't Do remember? remember that place. Where was it? Sorry, Roger, you have a better memory. It's it was um, near the near the main intersection of Union and Court Street. Now I think it was then it was a dress shop afterwards called the other place. But, right um, over by by the Union and yeah yeah and then right and then Ohulis moved it moved a couple times and ended up where the Greenery was or the, um, uh, what was that place called not the Greenery anyway it, it was um, and then it was in where it is now where Jackie O's is and uh, so. You know, hanging out and doing nothing sometimes are my favorite things and then doing something. It, I don't care what it is. I just love being here. I, I travel. I'm so lucky. I have been able to travel internationally, nationally with work. And when I come home, I'm just, it's just like, I, I, I just breathe deep and I'm just so happy to be back. It's you know? never a bad time. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like you go around, we talked about in college where you, you start your day off, you just know it's going to be okay. You know, even okay. if I had to go to work, it was just, it still was going to be fun. You know, I, I can't I count them. I, 
I have so many people like, and this is how I count it. It's like at four in the morning, if I had a flat tire somewhere, I know there are people I could call. Like, you know, they, they have your back. It's like, you'd call emo. Emo would come help you. <laughs> I could get it <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Do you know emo? Emo from Jackie O's? No, no. she's a, uh, she's a social worker and she's also our age and she's, she's like uh, you, you said you're from New Jersey, right? Well, um, uh, outside of Boston in um, Sudbury, Mass, and then uh, uh, Northern Virginia. Oh, oh that's Great right. Falls. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, my my parents were, yeah, it's just the general, yeah. you know, that general vibe over there. Uh, emo, I know with. Emo. She did the that same is- thing, though. She came as a student and then never left. <laughs> yeah, Roz and Emo were r- roommates. Yeah. Yes, and I stayed good friends with her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So she's in, she's in social work and now she works at the library in the Plains, but um, yeah, same thing. She just, well, she couldn't leave Athens cause she had like five dogs when we graduated. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't take- go home to Jersey with five dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm staying. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So uh, well, that, I'm so glad that you get to enjoy Athens and you've got, you've made it such a better place. Oh, thank so you. So wonderful. I, I can't wait to come visit Passion Works yeah, when come I come there us. in April for Mom's Weekend. I'm definitely coming. I guess I'll <laughs> yeah. be the following weekend or the weekend and I'll, I'll definitely stop by and say, hey, what are your hours? Just so everyone knows. Well, they're 10 to 6, Monday to Saturday. Thank you for asking. Yeah, 20 <laughs> East State Street. Oh, and it's um, passionworks.org. Dot, right? dot org. Yep. Super. So yeah, they have really, really cool stuff. So check it out because it's really cool stuff that does a fantastic thing. And Patty, thank you so much for being uh, on the show. And thanks for uh, fighting the good fight and and doing all you do. I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. Thank you for your passion, Patty. (laughs) (laughs) Go enjoy Fat Tuesday. I'm going to enjoy Fat Tuesday get this bat out of my house. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Well, good luck. Thanks, bye. Bye.